I just want to I just want to thank Tatum for uh, ministering Wednesday night, and let's give the Lord some praise for the word that she brought forth. I I know it was good. Amen. It's a challenging word. How many of you know that any time the word of God is brought forth, you need to be expecting it to challenge you. You need to be expecting it to change you. You need to be expecting it to shape and to mold you and to do something in you. Amen? Let's lay your hands right here on your, on your heart, your spirit. Say, Lord God, change me, shape me, mold me. Through everything that's happened this morning, continue to do it. I submit myself to you. I thank you for the blood, for the cross, for the grace that you've given my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's give the Lord some praise, amen. Do you love him today? I mean, God is a good God. He is a wonderful God. He, I mean, He is good. When things are difficult, when things are bad, how many of you know God is still there? When things are great and it's just wonderful and you're on the mountaintop and everything is great, you know, God is there. I mean, He's there in the midnight hour. He's there in the morning hour. He's there at lunch. He's there at dinner. He's there when you're hungry. He's there when you're well fed. God is there. I'm telling you, God is there. Amen. I began to start thinking this morning, I, they, you know, we were, we were down there and it was like, man, what a wonderful, wonderful conference that we went to. And there was a lot of revelation and I thought, God, we might just have to order in dinner and eat and, uh, and break and have lunch and then come back and do an all day and all night service. Wait a minute, don't leave yet. Sit down, it's okay. Relax. <laughs> Some of you are saying, yeah, let's do it. Hey, be ready, because you know what? We're not going to have church as usual. And I, I want to share some things. I want to share. We went down to, um, it's called the Starting the Year Off Right Conference, and with, uh, with uh, Chuck Pierce, and oh man, they had, had a lot of, I mean, wonderful speakers. You could get filled, you get filled up by the first one. And then the next speaker comes, and it's like, I don't know if I can handle it anymore, God. Anybody ever just kind of overloaded? You know, your brain is overloaded. You're like, how can I twist my brain around this? And there was revelation that was coming forth that challenges what you may believe. Challenges what you may have been taught in the past. Challenges how we have figured out how God is. And we got Him figured out, and we got Him in this little box, and... All I know is that they opened the little box and it said, let me out, let me out, let me out. God wants to get out of the box. I mean, we got to let him out of the box. We, not only us as individuals, but even corporately as the body of Christ, we got to let God out of the box. We got to let God be God. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Turn to your other neighbor and say, he's talking about you. You got to let God be God. I mean, you know what? The Bible says His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God has got a way. Uh, this, will, this will fry a religious demon. If you've got one today, we just cast it out in the name of Jesus. Amen. One of the speakers talked and he was... He said, what we've got to do is we've we got to believe God. And some people want to believe God that He'll do this, but then they ask, how? Say, how? And he says, what you got to do is tell, what do you say? Can I say it? 
He said, what you got to do is say, get the how out of here. Say that. Get the how out of here. Say it again. Get the how out of here. Because what happens is, you know, God's going to heal. He's going to deliver. You know what God's going to do? He's going to bring the finances. He's going to bring the increase into your life. And the first thing you go is, how, God? How are you going to do that? I can't see how you can do that. He told the Israelites to come up out of Egypt. And I'm sure they were like, how are we going to do that? Moses, he told Moses, he said, go see Pharaoh, and here's what I want you to tell him. How am I going to do that? Your, your people are going to go free. How, how am I going to do that? So you know what he said? You got to get the how out of here. And maybe we're going to attack the how today. I don't know, but we're going to attack the how this year because it's not a matter of how God's going to do it, just that he is going to do it. Amen? I mean, and that's where doubt and unbelief comes in through the how. We try to figure it out. I don't know if he can do that. Do you know what? Somebody can speak a prophetic word. He can speak a prophetic word and say, Sir, God sees you where you are and what he's doing, and he's going to bring you out of the land of Lodabar. He's going to bring you out of a place where you have been for a long time, and he's going to set you on a solid rock, and he's going to bring you back forth out into the things of him. And you're going to have a destiny. You have a destiny, and it's going to be brought forth this year in Jesus' name. And church said, Amen. Amen. And it's like, How's he going to do that? You don't understand me. I, I, I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. I, I cuss, fuss, fight, and bite. And I, I mean to everybody. And how you think God's going to move on me? It, it ain't my choice to say how, God. It, it's not me to figure out how. God's the one that can do it. He is able. Amen. Say, God is able. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is able. I mean, if he says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And those of us that are in this 40 days of prayer and fasting, we're coming out of drugs. Come on. We're coming out of alcohol. We're coming out of pornography. We're coming out of gambling. Come on, somebody. We're coming about all those things. Gossiping, moaning, backbite, fighting. I don't know about you, but I'm coming out. I'm going to go to the next level with God. I'm going to step up in the next step of faith. I'm going to move forward. I'm not moving backward. I'm moving forward. If that's you, give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. We're going to move forward. Woodward's moving forward. Let's move forward. Amen. The reason Woodward's moving forward is because you're moving forward. I began to start thinking about some things. And, you know, we know that the year 5767 is the year of the sword. We know that there's going to be a clashing. We know that the word of God is the sword. It'll separate uh, spirit and soul, bone and, and marrow. I mean, it will separate things. I'm telling you, the Word of God is coming forth, and it's separating some things in your life. And how many of you know there's some things in your life that needs to be separated? I want to just share with you a few words this morning. If you'll, if you'll just give me a few moments. Will you give me a few moments this morning? Will you allow me just, to, just, just a little bit of time? Just, just a little bit of time this morning. Uh, we began to start... Wednesday, we went to... Um, we went to a special meeting that we were invited to go to, and, and not, ever, not all the 4,000 was there. I don't know. There might have been, I don't know, a few hundred there and three or 300 or so there. And we began to start hearing the word of the Lord. You know, and we watched some prophetic things begin to take place. And that morning, how many of you believe in signs and wonders? That morning, they got up, and there was a rainbow in the sky, and it hadn't rained. And they said, hey, I, I was like, I missed it. <laughs> they were like, did you see that rainbow? I was like, what rainbow, man? I missed the rainbow. 
<laughs> Maybe I need to start looking up in the morning. Amen. But there was a rainbow in the sky and there was really no reason for a rainbow. The scientists probably can't figure out why that rainbow was there. But it was there, but I believe it was a sign from God. God is just making some great things. He's making some great strides and he's going to move forward in your life. Here's some things. I, I, got, I got a whole notebook and I can't go through all this today because by the time I get halfway through, y'all are going to be on overload. Amen? But here's some things that were spoken forth. Chuck began to talk, and he said that the church is changing drastically. The church, how we know it, is changing drastically. And this is a year of the Holy Spirit movement. The Holy Spirit is moving. He's moving in and among you. And I'm believing even as I'm speaking forth, the Spirit of God is moving. I've been looking at it, and I'm thinking, God, what, what, if the church is changing drastically, some people think we're a drastic church, all right. Yeah, I'm telling you, our praise and worship, nothing compared to down there. Oh, I'm telling you, if you could go down there and get that, I mean, these people, it didn't matter how old you were. It didn't matter how young you were. There was this one guy dancing. I mean, he was just dancing unto the Lord. He was dancing, and it wasn't nobody but him and God. And, and, and uh, somebody said, look at that old man. So look at that old man. He's just dancing away. And I was like, God, maybe I need to get that old man come on up here to Woodward. Amen. I mean, they had banners going. They had tambourines and, and they had flags. And you know what? They were just worshiping God. And there was one real cool flag. I told Shelly, said, I like that flag. I, I want to get that flag. And it, had, it was, I don't know, it might have been six feet long. And it, but it had a picture of a lion. I mean, it was sweet. And on the other side of it, right next to it, it had the Star of David. And it was the Lion of the tribe of Judah and the Star of David. Come on, somebody. And I was thinking, man, that is so cool. I want to get me one of them. You know, they, they had Luis and those of you, Linda, those of you that draw, that are, that are, that are prophetic art-wise, they had prophetic art there that would blow you away. You could look at it and go, and now, you know, those prophetic people like Virginia and Kelly and, and, and all you prophetic people, you look at it and you see all this stuff, and I'm going, what is that? <laughs> Shelly had to give me some interpretation of that, some of that stuff. But I was like, okay, Lord, where's the prophetic deal there? And I wanted to see it. But, but, but we thought about you, Luis, and Luis drew that picture right there just by the Holy Ghost, amen? And that's an awesome gift and talent. And we thought about that, Luis. We saw a lady doing a, a painting. I mean, this painting was, I don't know, four foot by five foot or something, and she was painting. And she worked on it for days. She worked on that painting for days. During, during the conference, during the speakers, yeah, during the speakers, she was just painting away. The Holy Spirit was just pouring it out to her. And it was just an amazing thing. But Chuck said the church is changing drastically, and I began to start thinking, man, if their church is like that is, what's it going to look like? <laughs> I'm like, I just want our church to get there, amen? To just people to be free. I thought, man, we we free. We from the free church. We are nowhere near free to these folks. I thought, man, that is that's a cool thing. So what we did is we got that anointing and we brought it back and we just give it to you right now in the name of Jesus. We just give you that anointing to be free in the Lord, amen? You know, don't be ashamed. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He wasn't afraid to talk about Jesus Christ. Hello? Oh, I don't know if you're hearing me today. 
He says it's a year of the Holy Holy Spirit movement. He said, and this, the the word this morning from Kelly that the Lord brought forth was about wineskin, wasn't it? And he talked about, this is what what Chuck said. He said, we're going to be moving from one wineskin to another. So listen, don't hang on to where you're at right now. Because God's moving. Don't, don't, some of these things that we've got, we want to hang on to them. Traditions, we want to hang on to them, and God's moving. God is moving. He's moving from one wineskin to another. He's moving out of religious rituals to a new glory dimension. Woo-hoo. I began to start thinking about the prophetic word that Virginia brought forth for the year 2007. And if those of you that don't have it, get it. If you got a computer, then go to livingwordfc.org and you can get it on the website. Pull it off, look at it. And, you know, there, there was a word in there about, about the glory. I think actually Kelly, I think, was, spoke about the glory. So there was confirmation time and time again that we're moving out of religious rituals. There are some things that God's wanting to bring forth, but now's not the time. We've got to be in the timing of God that he's wanting to birth some things within us, but we've got to be in the proper timing and the proper alignment with God. Amen? He says we're moving from one dimension of faith to a demonstration of true authority. Say true authority. I mean, we can operate in faith, but then we've got... How many of you know Hebrews says faith without works is dead? God wants to bring true authority to where when you speak to that mountain, it's moving. I know God's going to work on faith this year with us. Check this out. He says we're moving from fellowship to war. Somebody say war. Oh, well, what you all warring for? I mean, you know, come on. Jesus has done everything. I mean, it's been done. It's finished. Well, look around. Are you prosperous? Has the kingdom of heaven moved to earth? Are we there yet? Then obviously we're in a war. Then why would Paul tell us in Ephesians chapter 6 to put on the armor of God if you weren't in a war? Come on, somebody. Why would he give us all these defensive things and the offensive word if we're not in the middle of a war? I was thinking about this. When I was little... We used to run up to my grandfather's, and my grandfather didn't live too far away when we lived in upstate New York, and we'd go in, and he had a pool table in there, and I'm the youngest of five, and the cousins would come over, and we'd have a blast, and we'd play some secular music, and we were listening to, you know, I I don't remember the group, but it was war, what is it good for, absolutely nothing, say it again, anybody know that song, oh man, we dating ourselves here now today. We'd go up there, and I was just a little guy, and I'd be dancing around the war. What is it good for? What a lying song. War is good. Come on, somebody. There's a war against you whether you want it or not. Whether you want to realize it or admit it or not, there is an enemy, and he don't like you. He don't want you to fulfill your plan. He don't want you to fulfill your purpose. He doesn't want you to fulfill your destiny, and he is warring against that. So we got to turn around and say, hey, wait a minute. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. we got to say, hey, that don't belong to you. That's mine. That belongs to me and my family. That belongs in the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of dark. Come on, can I get an amen? Come on, get a stronger amen. amen. Let's get a war cry. Say amen. amen. Come on, let's do it again. Amen. amen. We got we to get serious about this thing. You know, you can, 
The Bible says for us to be wise as serpents, but gentle as a dove. You can war in the spirit. You can war in prayer. You can even war in the natural. But how many of you know if we war in the natural, it'll wear you out. It'll wear you out. We got a war in the spirit. And I know we talked about prayer and the prophetic word that came forth talked about prayer. So I want us to look at this. We are going to be moving from a fellowship to a war. We're moving from one prophetic dimension to another. In other words, the sons of thunder to the sons of Issachar. Moving from the sons of thunder to the sons of Issachar. And that means that Issachar anointing, meaning determining and understanding the times and the seasons we're in. When to go to war, when not to go to war. If David would have had that, he wouldn't have sinned with Bathsheba. Because the Bible says that when David was there, it was at a time, listen, when kings go to war. What was David doing in the palace? And then he saw Bathsheba because he shouldn't have been there to start with. Because it was a time when kings go to war. He says we're moving out of this constricted supply, listen, to open channels of a wealth transfer. How many supply is constricted? (laughs) Uh, How many of us just flowing so big you just don't know what to do with it all? Nobody out here yet. But you know what? There's just been a constriction. So, you know, I began to start seeing God begin to open up the flow. You know what I mean? Instead of a, 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 an eighth of an inch, he's going to a half, from a half to three quarters, from three quarters to an inch, from a two inch to a, a, a three inch, to a three inch to a four inch. Those of you that know anything about plumbing or anything, you know what I mean? There, you, can, you can sure flow a whole lot more stuff through four inches than you can through a half an inch. God's... He, that, that constricted flow is being opened now for the wealth transfer. And he, and he really talked to us about studying mammon. We need to study mammon. Study mammon. It's more than just money. It's a spirit, a principality, power. It's a, it, it's, it's a force. It's more than just cash. There's more to it than just that. He says we're moving from hope deferred to new strength. Hallelujah. We're moving from hope deferred to new strength because it says hope deferred makes the heart sick. God's bringing forth a new strength. Say new strength. He said, make a list. And I'm bringing this back to you. Make a list of what you haven't seen yet. What you're believing God for and what you haven't seen. Make a list. Make a list. Write it down. Make a list. Some of you do it now. The Holy Spirit's leading you to do it. Go for it. Make a list of what you haven't seen that you're believing God for. He says we're moving to a new dimension of the anointing through praise and jubilation. <laughs> a new dimension of the anointing. And he didn't say it was from sitting down on your rear end doing nothing. Somebody said blessed assurance. <laughs> moving from transformation to reformation. It's a, it's a new season. Transformation creates reformation. Listen, this is, I love this. He says we're moving from the church mentality to the kingdom mentality. Moving from the church mentality to the kingdom mentality. Say kingdom. Kingdom. Say it again. Let it just soak in a minute. Say it again. Kingdom. Kingdom mentality. What is the kingdom mentality? We're going to be teaching on that and you're going to get revelation on that. And it's not going to be just about you or your church. 
It's going to be about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's a kingdom mentality. We're moving from this church. What can our church do? Only our church. Our church is it. Our church has got to be it. We're the church in town. We're the big church in town. It came to me one time through another person that somebody said, you can have something, but if you don't have this church involved, you don't have nothing. God's moving past the church into the kingdom mentality. I want to have the kingdom mentality, not this church mentality. Come on. I want to have it. It's got to be about the king. Say, it's about the king. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's about the kingdom. You know, we got to get the kingdom mentality. Got to get the kingdom mentality. It's all about God. It's not about you. It's about God. What are you going to do for him? It's about the king and his kingdom. It's about establishing and taking dominion in the earth. Listen, I'm way off some notes here, so just stay with me. We'll get to that Wednesday night. It's about dominion. Listen, if we don't stand up and take dominion, the Muslims will. Oh, no, they, they don't know our God. No, no, you better know your God. And you better know the authority that God has given you and the dominion that he's given you. How many of you here do not own a home? Raise your hand. Keep them up a minute. I'm just looking. It's changing. You're going to change this year. You're going to get into some ownership of some property. Come on, somebody. You're going to get into taking dominion of some property. All right? Those of you that don't own a home, stand up. We want you to study dominion. We want you to talk about it. It was from the very beginning. From the very beginning in Genesis that we are were to subdue and multiply, rule, reign, the earth. And when you rent, you don't own. Come on, somebody. And God wants to be, you to be released to where you can come into ownership in Jesus' name. Father, right now, I thank you for these people that are standing here today. God, that you've got a way. They're going to get the how out of there, so they aren't going to worry about how, but you are going to perform miracles, signs, wonders. Things are going to happen in their finances. They're going to get an eye to say, you know what, this is what i got to do financially to get there. And God, we're asking for supernatural release and home ownership, taking back the land for these group in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're excited for that because there are some this past year that were renters that have moved into home ownership. And I began to start looking at some of the different people in the congregation here in this group, this gathering, that have moved from renting to home ownership. How many of you used to rent? Used to rent at any time in your life and you now own a house? Look around. They're taking ownership. They're taking ownership. We're going to take dominion. We're going, to, we're going to move into the dominion, the kingdom of God and having dominion in the earth. Let me just touch on this. He talked about wine versus wineskin. And, and, and he said to look at the wineskin. And you can see it in Matthew chapter 9. In fact, let's go there. Matthew chapter 9. Is it okay if I don't rush this? I mean, I got another 13 pages and Pastor Virginia always has given me a hard time. She says, when I come up and preach, I got, you know, five or six or eight pages. And when you get up and preach, you only got one or two. Well, if I, had, if, I had, if I had six or eight pages, we'd be here for a couple, three days. Come on, somebody. So I have to limit that. 
Matthew chapter 9. Talks about fasting. I think it's Matthew chapter 9. 17, yeah. Okay, no, let's go back to 16. 14, verse 14. When the disciples of John came to him asking, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? And Jesus said to them, The attendants of the bridegroom cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, can they? But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. I mean, this is a religious structure that is coming up to Jesus and saying, We fast, and your disciples aren't fasting. When it's a feast and it's the time to, to fast, you're not, they're not fasting. And Jesus says, hey, I'm still with them. There's going to be a time for fasting when I'm gone. But it's a religious structure. And listen, I want some of you to know that there will be a religious structure that will come up to you and go, why are you fasting? Oh, come on, somebody. It might be your mother. It might be Aunt Martha. It might be Uncle Fred. It, it might be somebody that's going to say, why are you fasting? And then they'll, you'll sit, you know, sit down and they'll invite you to lunch and you'll go to lunch and you'll just have water. And they'll say, why not? And say, well, you know, I'm just choosing not to. And they'll get into it. You'll, you'll tell them a little bit about what God's doing and, and they'll say, no, it's okay, man. Have some of my chicken. And, you know, you're looking at that chicken going, chicken would be good. God, it, it'd be all right if I eat that chicken. Won't it? And God will say, sure. It's up to you. It's your choice. I want to break something off of you if you abstain from that chicken. Come on. But if you want to get it, then fine. It's your choice. It may take a little bit longer for me to do what I want to do in your life because you're not submitted. Ouch. I mean, that's what it is. But see, we in some religious structure will come up to you just like they came up to Jesus and say, hey, they aren't fasting. How come they're not fasting? Jesus said, hey, there's going to be a time for fasting. So Jesus is addressing this religious structure, which this religious structure is an old wineskin. Hey, come on, Jesus was a new wine. He did things a little bit differently than other people. Come on. He came and healed, delivered, set free, healed on the Sabbath. (gasps) You can't be healing on the Sabbath. He did things a little bit differently. And you're going to do things a little bit differently too. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Tell them they're a new wineskin. Tell the person next to you, you're a new wineskin. So look at, let's look at this. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Verse 16. You can put that up if you want to. Verse 16. But no one puts a patch of unshrunk cloth in an old garment. For the patch pulls away and the garment is worse for the tear of results or results in tearing. Nor do people put new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wineskins burst and the wine pours out and the wineskins are ruined. But they put... Say new wine. They put new wine into fresh new wineskins. And one of the things that I want you to know is that, you know, they began to give some great revelation and they were talking about the the old wineskin versus the new wineskins and God even producing new wine for new wineskins. Say new wine. I mean, there's a new way. There's new things. There's new ideas. There's new, new thoughts behind God. Come on than what we've had from our tradition or from our past. You know, the Bible says that tradition will stop the hand of God. They were wanting to give an offering, a Corbin is what they called it. And he says, you can give this, but this tradition 
will stop the hand of God. Our traditions, church, religious traditions, can stop God from moving. Well, you know, I go to Living Word Fellowship. We don't have no traditions. Do we not? We're going to have to look at this thing up and down from one side to another. Hello? There's nothing wrong with having a certain structure or a certain order. You know, I believe that that's what God wants. But, but the, we're looking at some things and saying, okay, God, how can we get more of God in you? <laughs> so you'll become that new wineskin, and when you meet somebody, you'll overflow with that new wineskin. I mean, how many churches in town have a prophetic praise revolution dance team? I don't know. It doesn't matter to me because God has raised up one here. Amen. And we give God the praise for it. Amen. Let's give Tennille a blessing. Amen. Praise the Lord for Tennille and what she's doing there. It's a dance team. I've heard people say, dancing in the church. You can't be dancing in the church. Give me scripture and verse for that. They can't. They can't give me scripture and verse for dancing in the, for not dancing in the church. Amen? So you know what? God's doing some things. And you know, I don't know what he's going to do with Praise Revolution. But I just know this. I know, Tennille. Stand up a minute, sweetheart. I know that God is wanting to enlarge. I know he's wanting to great, make things a little bit bigger. And I began to start thinking about the word revolution. And there was a word that came forth. And as soon as it came forth, the word revolution came forth. Shelly and I caught it in the spirit. And we were like, Tennille, Tennille. And I hear the Lord saying that revolution has been started, but you are going to be an instigator in putting another match to the gas and exploding that revolution to take forth. That you are going to begin to begin to start bringing people from uh, just a liturgical, uh, you know, this is what I do, step one, two, three, to begin to start truly worshiping the Lord. Not that the liturgical is not truly worship, but, it, but it's not going to be, uh, uh, I, I see one, two, three, four, five. It's not going to be in order, this, this, this. But you're going to begin to start releasing the fire of the Holy Ghost for those to just worship the Lord out of the spirit of their heart. And God says there's going to be an expansion. He's bringing other people in that are going to have that same heart to say, hey, this is what I'd like to see. This is what the Lord showed me to see. That prophetic gift is going to be released in you and in others to be able to bring that prophetic dance to what it is as being prophetic prophetic and to flow forth and to change the things that says the lord and as he begins to bring you into this place i hear him say that there's going to be times where you're going to have to slip away and you're going to have to get direction and you're going to have to say okay lord this is not what i may want to do but if you want to do it so be it and i see your heart and your heart is so big and i see your heart and it's so compassionate and i see your heart and and, and you are you are gifted you are gifted to say hey look this is the way it's going to be and you're going to god's going to give you those instructions just like you know just like he gave noah the instructions for the for the ark he's going to give you those instructions just like he gave instructions for the tabernacle and how it's going to be built and he's going to bring others around and they're going to bring different parts to those instructions and you're going to begin to release that and as you release that it's going to bring people into another dimension in the revolution that god's bringing forth in jesus name and i just pray this over to neil right now and i thank you lord god for what you're doing with and through her in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So there's a revolution that's coming forth. Somebody say revolution. revolution. I mean, there's a revolution. And how's that revolution going to start? It's going to have to start with the new wineskin. It's going to start with the new wine being poured into a new wineskin. Now, I want to say this. Dutch Sheets came up and he talked about Be careful 
because there are new wineskin people in old wineskins. In old wineskin robes is what he said. He said, there is new wineskin in old wineskin robes. Meaning, there are people that are in a traditional religious structure that are new wine. But they can't break out. Whether it's because of relationships, whether it's because tradition, whether it's because... You know, I've always done this. This is just the way we worship God. We sit and sing three songs and we do this ritual. There's going to be times where you're not going to be able to get in that front door because unless you're ready to take your shoes off and pray. There's going to be times where you're going to walk in and you're going to be handed, handed a, a banner. And you're worship God. We mean worship God. I ain't swinging no banner. What is this? God's wanting you to break out of a religious structure. And there are people that are robed in old wineskins that there's new wine on the inside of them. So we've got to be careful. Number one, how we minister to people, how we talk to people, how we love on people. Because we can be very critical, can't we? We can be very judgmental when they come to you and say, Oh, y'all, y'all praise and worship. I, I, I heard one time that y'all sang the same ta- song for 35 minutes. <laughs> I said, if that's where the Spirit of God was moving, you're probably right. I don't know. I wasn't timing it. If you'd like to come in with a stopwatch in the back of the sanctuary, come on in. But we're going to allow God to be God. Amen. I mean, you don't understand. There might be 30 minutes into it and you're going, you know, what am I doing, God? Where am I at, God? And the Spirit of God will begin to start speaking to you. Or He'll start pouring new wine in you. He'll start pouring new wine and new wine and new wine and all of a sudden you start getting happy and you'll be saying, man. And instead of start trying to think about how to do it, He's going to say, get the how out and let me pour new wine in that and don't worry about how I'm going to do it because my ways are higher than your ways, saith the Lord. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, saith the Lord. And God has got a way. And the situation that you're in right now, God has got a way. Say that. God has got a way. Say it again. God has got a way. I don't know what's coming against you. I just know that God has a way out. He has a way out of Lodabar. He has a way out of the pit. He has a way out of the mire. He has a way out of the muck. God's got a way. He's got a way out. And if you'll listen to Him and be led by the Spirit of God and allow the Holy Ghost, the new wine to be poured in you, you too can come on out. I'm telling you, man, I I just want to just bust out. I mean, because there's some things there. But just be careful. In this time, in this season, you know, as people try to break out of new wines, and I'm talking about an issue even with the Episcopalian church. Because of the homosexual issue where they've ordained homosexuals, some of the Episcopalian churches said, we going. We are not going to be tied to this structure any longer that's going to allow sin like that to be in the pulpit. Come on, somebody. And, there's an, and that's what I'm saying. There's some new wine in those structures, and they're wanting to break out. Turn around and say, turn to somebody and say, break out. Turn to somebody else and say, break out. Oh, come on, somebody. God is forming a new wineskin. And we can think we're new wineskin, but God is forming a new wineskin. I just want to go where God goes. When the cloud moves, I just want to move with it. 
When the fire by night, I just want to be involved in the fire. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want God, I want what God wants. I want what God wants. And you know, we've been crying out and saying, God, we want what you want. We want what you want. We want what you want. But do we really? Because when God shows up, are we willing to say, you know what, I'm going to set everything down and I'm going to fast and pray for 40 days. Are we willing to set everything aside and say, God, I do want what you want, but I got an appointment in 15 minutes. Come on, somebody. My show starts in a half an hour, God. I can't tarry an hour in prayer. Don't you know I'm going to miss the first 30 minutes of one order? And it's a special, God. It's one of my favorite programs. How about after God? Somebody knows what I'm talking about. There's a shift that's taken place. One of the guys said that he had, in his church he had a T-shirt and it says "Shift happens." Yeah. <laughs> some of you really, some of you are going, "Huh?" <laughs> shift happens. It happens. I'm telling you, and God's wanting to shift some things in our lives. Amen. He's wanting to shift some things in such a way in our lives that there's He's wanting to shift us into more of Him. Less of the world and more of Him. And we've been hearing prophetically the shift that God's taken forth. There's a shift taking place. There's a shift taking place. It's shifting. 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 And you know what? You've got to shift too. We just can't be the ones to shift. You've got to shift, brother. You've got to shift. You've got to shift. There's a shifting that's taking place. There's a shifting that's taking place. We got a shift in our families. Come on. We got a shift in our businesses. Come on. We got a shift in government. There's a shift that's taking place. There's already a shift taking place in government here in the state of Oklahoma. Come on, somebody. There's a shift that's taking place. And you know what? God's in the middle of it. God's right. Smack dab in the middle. You know, I was watching TV one time, and there was a commercial where it had, like, two cookies or something. It was like, and they put this stuff in the middle. It's like, snack, slap dab in the middle, smack dab in the middle. I was like, and the Lord started speaking to me through a commercial. He was saying, that's how you need to be. His right hand and his left hand, you'd be right in the middle. Judgment, righteousness, holiness, silver, gold, upholding us with his right hand. We've got to be right there in the middle of it. I want to be right in the middle of it. I want to be right in the thick of things. I want to be right there in the middle. So when we call the army to pray, we expect you to come and pray. We call the army to fast, we expect you to fast. A general in the army doesn't say, okay, let's get the troops together. Eh, I don't feel like it, man. Can we finish our card game? And what we're doing is we're raising the alert. The terror alert. It's on another level. God said, take it to high. Take it to a high level. In the spirit, especially through this next 40 days. I'm telling you, there are some things that God is wanting to shift in this prayer. God is in the middle of this prayer and fasting. He's already showing himself real to us. He's in the middle of this prayer and fasting. And I don't want you to miss out. I don't want you to be left behind. There was a prophetic word not too long ago that, that there was a train and that it was at, at the train station and somewhere at the train station and the train was ready to pull out and God said to get on the train. 
Well, I don't know about my seat. Don't worry about your seat. Doesn't matter about your seat. In fact, the Bible says those that are last will be first. So you can run be first. I tell people that when we go to the dinner line and stuff. All these people gathering in there, I'm like, nah, I'll let everybody else go. No, you should go first. Nah, let them go. Why? Well, because the Bible says those that are last will be first, and those that will be first or last. So they'll be last, I'll be first. So they go ahead and have dinner. Right? There's a shift taking place. Let's stand up. One of the things that Chuck Pierce talked about, this was just Wednesday morning. <laughs> I still haven't gotten, uh, you know, the rest of Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, Thursday, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, Friday. Well, anyway, Friday? We weren't there Friday. Yeah, we were there Friday. What's this today? Y'all getting together on Sunday? Man, y'all having a meeting without me. I'm still back on Friday. I just want you to know that God's shifting some things. We have got to let the shift take place. Don't fight it. Just say, God, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Chuck prophesied and he talked about the next two years. We're still, there was going to be confrontation and we're still getting that. Listen, we are in the last two years of a seven-year war. A warring time. We've come through, but how many of you know, near the end of a war, the battle gets more intense. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not going to get intense. It is going to get intense. Don't quit. Don't stop. Listen, if you get hurt, let us know. I don't view the church as a hospital. I view the church, this building, as a triage center. As you coming in, getting fixed, healed, bandaged, and being sent back out. Not so you're just going to stay here and say, you know what, hey, can I get a dishonorable discharge? Or honorable discharge, I'm sorry. That's why I, I, I look at it as us being a, a medical unit. From frontline people, when, when Shorty's heard and religion's heard him, or I've heard him, or you've heard him, that he can come. He can get healed. We can ask for forgiveness. We can repent. Come on. And be healed and say, okay, shorty. You feeling better? Yeah, I feel a little better. Good. Get up out of that bed and get back out there. We're not going to put you on the front line, but you right next in line. <laughs> and shorty, wear your helmet because you're taller than everybody else and they'll be able to see you. Amen? Are you with me? That's what I'm talking about the church should be. Instead of saying, well, we're just a hospital. We just open up and let you just stay in here and lay around in here for, you know, for the next 12 years while you grow up. No, we're going to get you the Word, and I want you to apply the Word. I want you tomorrow to apply the Word. To say, okay, I'm a new wineskin. And I've got to be careful of my brother over here that's in the old wineskin structure because he might be a new wine. You might have to open it up. So, brother, open up your mouth. Let me look in there and see if you're new wine. But you'll know. You'll know. The Spirit of God will tell you they're new wine. The Spirit of God will also tell you they're not new wine. It's Pharisee. Sadducee. Teacher of the law. See, it's the old move that tries to stop the next move of God. It's the last move of God that comes against the next move of God and says, No, that can't be God. No, that's not God. God don't move that way. Look in the Word. He's going to move according to His Word. He's going to confirm it in His Word. So as we begin to move forward in the things of God, why don't you grab the person, hands the person next to you there? They need you. They need you.
Just look to the person next to you. Look, you may not know that person. You may not know Everett. But he needs you. Turn and look to the person next to you. That's part of family. We're going to have to develop a family before we can build an army. For the next two years, you know, I don't know what's going to happen after that. Is the war going to be open? There might be over. There might be a time of rest for a month or two or day. (laughs) But what better thing to give your life for than to see the kingdom of God established? To take over. Ooh, take over. You want me to take over? Yeah, I want you to take over. When you walk into your workplace, guess what? God just showed up. When you go drink coffee in the morning, God just showed up. I can go down to the, I can go down to the coffee place down here, and I sit down. I bet you they'll change what they say. And I bet if they don't, and I say, "Hey, stop cussing," they'll change it. Or what? We'll have a, we'll have a war right there. And there might be old wineskin. Doesn't matter. New wineskins gonna watch what we say. We're gonna watch our words. The prophetic word that came forth was the power of our words in this season. This year, especially 2007. Be careful what you say. I'm going to ask the Lord to open our ears to hear what, you're, what He's saying to the churches. Spirit of the Lord, let's do that. Father, I'm going to ask you to open our ears in a new way this year in 2007. God, new ways to even hear our mouth speak. Lord, and that we will digest what we're going to say And bring it against the word of God, what we're going to say. And if it doesn't line up, we're just not going to say it. But when it lines up, we're going to speak it forth. Now, God, I thank you for releasing an anointing upon your people here today. I thank you for the new wine. I thank you for new wine in new wineskin. And God, let us have a heart for others that are trying to break out of different systems, religious structures, things that have held them back. Now, God, I just pronounce a blessing upon every person. Lord, today as we're fasting, as we're praying, as we're, as we're worshiping and praising you, Lord, I, I know, I know we love you, Lord. I know we love you. Let's just tell the Lord how much you love him. Just say, Lord, I love you, you know. Tell him what he's done for you. God, you've just blessed me. You've strengthened me. God, you've kept me alive for such a time as this. God, I thank you for moving in my family. God, I thank you for moving in this church. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. Lord, I I just thank you for these people, God. I thank you that we're growing closer together. We may not know each other. We may not know exactly everything about each other. But, God, we're going to lift each other up in prayer. So I'm going to ask you now to just to pray for that person on your right. The person on your right, just begin to lift them up and pray for them. Ask the Lord to strengthen them. Ask the Lord to encourage them. Ask the Lord to give them the desires of their heart. Ask the Lord to, to, to have them sharpen their sword. God, sharpen their sword. Now the person on your left, just pray for them also. And just ask the Lord to bless them. Ask them to strengthen them. Ask them to sharpen their sword. Ask them to give them wisdom. They need wisdom. Just ask the Lord to pour out wisdom upon them. Ask the Lord to pour out revelation upon them. They need revelation, God. They need revelation, God. There's things that you're speaking to them in their heart, and they need revelation, God. They need the wisdom of God, not of men, but they need the wisdom of God. Now, I'm going to ask the Lord just to give them peace. Ask the Lord just to give them peace. That person on your left, ask them just to give them peace. Ask them just to give them peace. 
peace in the midst of some turmoil, peace in the midst, in the midst of, of some destruction that's taken place, peace in the midst of the war, let him give some peace, some inward assurance, the shalom of God. Just speak shalom of God over them. Say shalom to them, shalom to them. Turn to your person on your right and speak shalom. That's the peace of God. That's the, that's the Hebrew word for, for peace. It's a peace of an innermost being. It's, it's that peace, that shalom, that peace. Now, God, I thank you for strengthening us today. God, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, God, today, let it be today. Let them say, what is this Jesus they're talking about? Who is this guy? What's he up to? What's going on with him? What's the blood? What's the cross? God, as you're moving, Lord God, just let them give their heart. How do you give your heart to Jesus? You just repent. You say, God, I I was a sinner because of what took place in the garden. I I come and I come to you, Lord God, with no good thing. Of myself, I can't do anything, God. Uh, The Bible says we're just filthy rags. But when you repent and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, not just your mouth, but in your heart, the Bible says you shall be saved. If you confess Jesus is Lord, say Jesus is Lord. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're saved. You're like, okay. But then you've got a process that you've got to go through because not everything is just dropping off. Now, some supernatural deliverance, God. I'm calling for supernatural deliverance, God, in areas. And God, those that are not being delivered supernaturally, I thank you, Lord God, that they are going to hold on to you and you're bringing them through the dark place. I thank you that you show the light to them and say, keep moving to the light. And Lord, we just speak forth a blessing upon every person here today. Those that don't know you, God, that today's a day they meet you. Let me introduce you to a friend called Grace. He doesn't care about your past or your many mistakes. He'll cover your sins with a warm embrace. Let me introduce you to a friend called Grace. Now, God, I call forth grace and great grace to be upon your people here today in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is worthy. Come on, He is worthy. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy of all our praise. You are worthy. Praise the Lord. Now listen, today, if if you need prayer, we want to agree with you. We want to agree with you in prayer. It's an agreement with God's Word. Don't be coming up and telling us, you know, to pray and agree, you know, that God gave you something that will 